Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All-In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all-in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all-in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano. Welcome, everyone. Uh, today, I am fired up to share a message with you from Wally Carmichael from AP Business Mastery. I'm um, excited to have you here today, Wally. Oh, super excited, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, well, I am um, excited to hear your story because there was a couple of things you said to me pre-roll that we didn't bring up because I learned to not ask questions that might be important here, right? So I think you have a great <laughs> message and what you're doing. I really enjoy, you know, uh, enjoyed reviewing all of the, all the stuff that you sent over to me. I'm excited for you to share it with the world here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, whatever you want to know, man, I'm an open book. Okay. Well, so give me a, I always like to hear the backstory, like a little bit about, you know, your upbringing and you know, where you come from and, and then we can get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, for sure. So I'm one of those guys, I don't know how many are out there, but I grew up in a trailer behind another man's house. Couldn't even afford the trailer park growing up, quite frankly. Um, grew up in Southwest Phoenix where, you know, I kind of say, accordingly, I grew up minority. I grew up in a predominantly Hispanic neighborhood and uh, just had a, it was an interesting time as a young man because we got into stupid fights over things like rock and roll versus rap, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but there were a couple of gangbangers in the area that I ended up getting to know very well over the years. Um, my mother divorced my dad and we moved up to the trailer park. Uh, so that was an interesting time when my brother and I split. My brother went with my dad. I went with my mom. And early on, I was not into education, like traditional education, like school. I sucked at school, mm -hmm. to, say, to put it bluntly. Uh, in fact, I, I actually had a free ride to a community college there for, for track. Being all white in the uh, little long, hair, long blonde hair white boy growing up in my neighborhood, I learned to run either fight or run. And I ran very fast when I did parkour was a thing when I was, you know, I'd hide on people's roofs and stuff like that from the little gangbangers that were you know, trying to beat up the little white boy. And uh, so I had a track scholarship that I just didn't want to go to college because I didn't have a good time in high school. So why would I continue the, the pain? Uh, ended up going to that college later and paying for it. Quite frankly, I didn't, I lost the scholarship, but I was always into education. I just wasn't into traditional schooling. I even had a, uh, encyclopedias that I used to read because I enjoyed reading subjects I was interested in, which one of them, surprise, was business. I've been inter interested in business and entrepreneurship at a, since a very young age and did all kinds of different things. So, um, Things weren't working out in college. I was spending a lot of money uh, and trying to stay in college and just ran out of money. So my uncle came home one year from the army. He was a first sergeant at the time. And he said, join the military. You know, you'll get some education along the way and you'll travel the world. And my exact words were somewhere around, not no, but hell no. Mm -hmm. Well, a couple of weeks later of two full-time restaurant jobs, I walked into the recruiter and said, I'm gonna be an army medic. And a few things transpired. Bottom line is they wanted to meet their quota. They wanted me to go infantry and I wasn't down with that. And uh, so I went home and by the time I got home, 
the recruiter had called and said, hey, a slot just opened up. <laughs> Imagine that it was the end of the fiscal year. Okay. So joined the military, loved it from day one, man. I did 25 years as an army medic. Along the way, did various business ventures while on, while on active duty. Uh, my wife and I, I met my wife on my first duty station in Panama, Central America. Traveled to 23 countries on five continents and we ended up retiring in Hawaii and pretty much planned on staying there. But decided we wanted to travel a little bit more and six hour flights, rather you're going to the mainland, Japan or Korea or wherever is uh, just gets daunting after a while. Plus I wanted to fully retire. And, you know, for your listeners, one way to fully retire is to get your finances right, get right. I was spending, you know, $3,300 a month just in housing. That was just the rent for the beach house we were living in, not to mention a thousand dollar utilities. I figured my retirement can go a lot further. So we moved to Tampa, Florida, and that's where I'm at now. Awesome. Love it. So I love, love hearing that and the backstory of how you got there. So, um, so talk a little bit about how, uh, you know, your first, you mentioned you had several business ventures, you know, uh, during your career in the military, which thank you for your service as well. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what was the first venture that you started? Well, like many, um, I have to just put it out there, Amway. I was at Amway for five years while I was in Germany. Um, I would come home from work and put on a suit and take off the green uniform and put on a suit and go knock on doors or go to the mall or or PX or whatever and prospect and draw circles and do that for a little while. You know, and and the thing about the network marketing, multi-level marketing is really, for me, it was, it's a personal development company disguised as a vitamin company or whatever it is. I mean, I learned a lot of, and I got very, very thick skin. I learned I don't like to babysit. It's a lot of babysitting. Yeah. So um, one of my favorite business ventures while I, while I was on active duty was actually while I was in Iraq. Um, I took over a business from a guy who was providing internet service to um, active duty and civilians who were living on base and other bases. Uh, that's a whole conversation in itself, but man, I was I was working directly with a team out of Baghdad, and they were providing some you know um, equipment and stuff. And my, Bentley Walker was the company I was getting the service through, and I had several pods set up where people were managing the internet, but I was getting I was getting the money off of it and making a profit off of you know getting the money off of them, and then I'm doing that. And that was I learned a lot during that time frame as well. Um, a few others are cleaning businesses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Real estate. Of course, I got into real estate, a very, very creative form of real estate investing. Right. Okay. So let's, let's uh, jump into, because I believe this is really important. It's one of the things that I really, because of the lessons that we, uh, that we get in business, right? Because sometimes it could be a lonely journey and sometimes it could be an exciting journey. And in between that is a lot of this, right? <laughs> so, right. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I always like to let people know is like, look, it's not all pie in the sky. People see the results, you know, the things we achieve um, and they think like it just happened overnight, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and what I would share with people is like, look, there's a lot of challenges, a lot of dark moments. And I'd like to jump into, you know, what, what, the, what did some of those look like for you, right? Like, you know, your biggest challenges that you might've experienced in any of the businesses that you've had. Well, yeah, well, you know what, let's just bring it up to today, quite Mm -hmm. frankly, as a business and marketing strategist. um, You know, I got pretty comfortable there for a while. I had, I had, 
more than enough clients than I wanted to deal with. I have a lifestyle business. I'm retired. I wanted to spend more time, you know, with the family and, and stuff like that. So I really started doing this because I wanted a lifestyle business. And I came, like I said, I came to Tampa to retire and lay on the hammock and do a whole lot of nothing, but I just can't do that. And when you're not growing, you're dying. And if you're not adding value, then what's the point, right? So I decided to start doing that. And that's why I decided to really ramp up um, this coaching business for small business owners. But what happened was I got clients really quick and I started doing pretty well. And then I stopped prospecting. I stopped telling people what I did and I just did what I do. I don't even talk much about it on the internet, on Facebook and stuff like that. You know, people, it's, it's posted up there on my profile and stuff, but it is now actually, I wasn't prospecting a whole lot. So I had a high and I was comfortable and I was doing really well. And then, you know, I start, then I started actually training other people to do what I do, as you and I talked about pre-show. And I started getting a couple of coaches. Well, then what happens is life, you know, and people, and, you know, family members get cancer and um, people just get tired and they're, they don't want to do certain things. So they decide they're going to take a different direction, which is great. I'm all for, and I'm always an advocate of people doing what's most important for them. Family first always. Um, but I didn't predict that. So here I am back in prospecting state, you know, state of mind and trying to get out of the, get back into that. And it's, it's like having two different businesses as a sole proprietor. Uh, so now I'm ramping back up because I've decided, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm going to build a team. I'm going to have somebody else do the things that I don't want to do. And I'm going to do the things that I enjoy doing. I don't always get to do that. <laughs> but for the most part, I get a hand off the stuff that I don't really care to do that I feel is going to employ somebody else and it's their zone and I'll stay in my zone. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. To some level. So, and then, you know, it, was there ever a time that was like, you know, just a deep dark moment where you like didn't know which way was up or you were trying to figure out what to do next. Right. I mean, I'm obviously recently with going through this change and, you know, and the kick in the pants that you needed to give yourself to, you know, get moving um, and, you know, get focused on some things, but was there a time that, you know, you hit a wall, a failed business or, you know, anything like that? Yeah, several times. And it happens even today, even with my current business, um, it happens more specifically with uh, clients it's interesting that while I don't have a brick and mortar business, um, interesting story about that, I'll tell in just a second, but um, I like to coach the businesses. I've done the business part and I like to coach the businesses, but it seems like every time I take on a new client, it's like I'm bringing another business under my umbrella. I mean, literally like I own it, like it's my baby, it's my business, I take it that serious. And I do lose sleep when mm -hmm. I can't. And I'm just kind of like, man, why is this isn't working? What's not, what's something's not right here in this business. Generally it's because the darn business owner is not telling me the truth right. about what's going on. Uh, so I've also put measures in place to start tracking that a little bit closer, but it's so frustrating when I'm working with somebody else's business and they're just not getting the growth that I think they should. Now, don't get me wrong. They're getting growth. It's just, I have very, very high standards when it comes to that. So I get very frustrated with that. And I do kind of beat myself up a little bit. And then my wife and I have to have a conversation and, right. and I go talk to other mentors and, and coaches that I have, um, which is extremely important to have by my side. 
Right. Yeah. So that's an important piece is, uh, you know, I always ask people when I'm, when I, when I'm engaging to hire a coach for myself, um, first thing I always ask is who's coaching you. Mm-hmm. And if they tell me, well, nobody, I've kind of arrived, you know, it's time sign for me to move on. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the word abundance, right. Uh, you know, uh, I, I always like to, you know, hear like, why out of all the things you could have named your business, right. Um, and what that means to you and, and, uh, you know, how you're sharing that message with the world. Yeah. Great question, man. So there I was <laughs> sitting on the beach one Saturday morning, about four years ago, five, five years ago, about five years ago. And, uh, right in front of the house, I'm sitting in the gazebo drinking my coffee. My son at the time, probably about six years old, out in the water, playing in the waves and saying, Dad, come and play, come and play. Well, I'm up on there listening to my headset, probably listening to Pat Flynn, um, passive income, smart passive income or something to figure out how to earn another six figure, earn a six figure income and somehow, you know, find this amazing dream life that I've been ungratefully chasing for multiple years. And when the facial expression from my son's face changed from excitement to disappointment, it was like a brick hit me in the back of the head. And my wife's voice saying, Wally, what the hell are you chasing? My wife was still asleep in the house behind me, along with my uh, one of my other two boys. And I just took the headset off. I laid it down. And I said, you know, I just, I just went out and I did, put everything out of my mind. I just went out and played with, with my little guy. Um, I call him D1 because they're all named D. So D1, D2, and D3. Hmm. And um, we just played for about 40 minutes to an hour or something like that. And then I went in and made breakfast. And I don't know if I made the comment that day, but it was that day that I realized that I have everything that I possibly want. Here I am. I've got a six-figure income. Part of it is my military pension, my disability, a very good job that I had um, at the time. And living on the beach in Hawaii and just living this dream, man. And I'm, I'm not, in, I'm enjoying it, but I'm not fully enjoying it. I'm still chasing more and more and more. And listen, it's important for me. Abundance is success is about yourself. You have, you have personal success. You reached your goals. Abundance is taking that success, that knowledge, that um, the knowledge, the time treasures and talents and paying it forward to others, having more than enough resources and knowledge and, and time to pay yourself forward and your resources forward. So in the, in the idea of, of abundance, and I just literally had a conversation with one of the guys that made me realize this. Um, once I made that realization, so much more started coming into my life. Once I realized I was started to be grateful for what I currently had, so much more started coming into my life. And what I was going to say, I got a little sidetracked there was, Abundance is the, you know, having enough resources to pay it forward. And what I always say on my show, Men of Abundance, is to live a life of abundance on your way to having more. Because the problem is that I've found with hundreds of men that I've had conversations with and women is that so many people are chasing after this dream, this life of abundance. And they're chasing and chasing and chasing, never actually living their life, never actually enjoying the journey. You know, so many businesses want to be a million dollar business, but you know, only 4% of businesses ever make that mark. That's not to say that you're not going to, to, so give it up. That means 
enjoy the journey on the way to getting there. You may not get there. You can live a life of abundance and you can live a fulfilling life without a million dollars. I'm not a millionaire, but I've got time freedom. I've got financial freedom. I've got no debt other than the house. And we put a little bit on a credit card here and there and we put pay it off. And we did that on purpose. We moved from Hawaii so that we could come here and travel wherever we want to go to go to the Bahamas, go to the islands, go whatever, you know, aside of some travel bans that we got going on right now. But I can just take off and drive to like last Thanksgiving, drive to Cal or drive to Texas and visit my my oldest son. I can do that kind of stuff. I can enjoy my life and I don't have a million dollars to do it. So I'm in fact living my life of abundance. So I started the podcast. The podcast really grew into um, the business of from coaching men and living a life of abundance to realizing most of them, uh, Carl, who we were talking about before, made me realize most of my clients were business owners, entrepreneurs, the other ones that are willing to pay for that kind of stuff. And oh, by the way, most of them were suffering because their business was failing. So I had skills and Carl said, use the skills and we'll teach you more and go ahead and start learning how to um, build up these businesses. And by building up a business, I believe as a retired army medic, when I was saving lives or teaching people how to save lives, when I save a business, I'm potentially preventing a suicide. I'm potentially preventing a divorce. I'm definitely building some confidence in, in somebody and their team. And then it's trickling out into the employees and then it's trickling out into the community. So it's a lofty goal that I put on myself and I, and I take it very seriously. And that's why I do. Right. Beautiful. I love it. That's uh, very well put. And I think you're, you're spot on with it because, uh, you know, I've experienced the same, you know, the same with myself and also clients over the years where we get stuck in this striving for more, right. And get stuck in that trap. And you know, I, I often say is like over 20 years ago, I made a decision to work from home and be the dad that got to be home with my family, mm -hmm. but I wasn't always present because you got the stress of being a father, the stress of being, you know, uh, you know, a leader, a stress of being a business owner, mm -hmm. and you're trying to figure all these things out and you have your challenges and your dark moments and your challenge, you know, and you're, you're challenged with, you know, how do I get through this and not take time from the family. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's like always this balance, like, you know, even to this day, like my kids, you know, if, when I used to travel a lot up until last year, right. Um, <laughs> they, they, you know, they would say, why do you have to leave? Right. And it's like, you know, I was like, they, they think I sit in here and play video games all day. Right. So <laughs> it's like, exactly. yeah, so, cause I'm home all the time. Right. But not always present, like even at dinner, like sometimes your mind's going, your phone's mm -hmm. in your hand. You're like, I got to take care of this one thing. I got to get so-and-so this, like all the things as a business, right. As a business owner, you know, it's hard to shut off, right? Mm -hmm. um, especially in the internet world. So I came out of construction and, and uh, you know, I knew at a certain time I was done, I went home, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. In the internet world, you know, there's no off, right? <laughs> you For get, sure, get it's funny. Yeah. My little, my, my youngest just had this conversation with me this, this week. And my two oldest, hell, my oldest didn't even, I came home three times, he didn't even know who I was because mm -hmm. I was deployed all the time. Right. Uh, and so you know, the 11 years I've been with this little guy, he hardly knows me being gone. 
And he knows me when I used to work full time, kind of. But now it's funny. He's like, Dad, why do you work so much? I work like four hours a day. (laughs) I mean, actual work. And then I'm getting up and I'm going to make him lunch and I'm going to check on him in school and I'm jumping on the trampoline with him, you know, at two o'clock in the afternoon when he gets off school and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I don't just because I'm sometimes I'm sitting in here not even working, you know, just kind of messing around. But in his mind, I'm working all day long. Yeah, that's interesting. And And it's only like four hours a day. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, and, it, and their perspective, I always explain to my, especially my six-year-old, I was telling them, it's like, hey, you do realize most mommy and daddies have to leave the house, right? And they're gone for eight to 12 hours every day. Mm-hmm. And then they come home tired and exhausted. You don't get the best version of them at that time, right? Right. And you're about ready to go to bed. So you get to spend a little time with them, right? So you mm-hmm. get me all day, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so fun stuff. So um, I guess, you know, one of the things I always like to hear is what, what, um, what would you recommend to somebody that, you know, is in a position where uh, they're, you know, their business is at a point where they, they know they're kind of stuck. Maybe they're frustrated. Um, they're trying to figure some things out. They may have invested money in other coaching, you know, uh, and other things that may, may or may not have worked for them well. Um, what would be the thing you'd like to share with them? Well, I'll say the same thing for those that are struggling and those that are not struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, because the answer is this. What you don't know is killing your business. I've talked to people in business that have been in business for two months. I mean, and never been in business before, just Mm -hmm. their first business. I've talked to business owners who've been in business for 28 years when I was an electrostatic paint company. Mm -hmm. And when I sit down and do an assessment with them and show them some of the stuff and the money that they're leaving on the table and some strategies, Uh, I had one guy out here who 18 years in the cement industry owned a cement pumping truck, always worked with subcontractors or worked with a general contractor and decided he's done with that, wants to go out on his own. Well, now he's got a problem. Now he's got to get his own clients (laughs) before they were fed to him by the contractor. So that's a whole other, whole other problem. Uh, And I shared some strategies with him and he's like, Wally, am I effing stupid? I said, John, brother, you're not stupid, man. You know your craft very well. You know your business. You know the cement pumping business. You just don't understand business. And he'd been in business for 18 years. Right. And he didn't know the basics. He didn't have the foundations in place. He didn't even know to keep a list of all of his past clients. He deleted them as soon as he was finished with the job. Hmm. And I find this time and time again, a guy that I was just talking to owns a, a security business. And oh, by the way, he also builds websites on the side to make ends meet. He doesn't have a list of clients. He's verbally, he told me he worked with over 300 clients in the last two years, but he doesn't have any contact list, any way to remarket to them and and just check up on them, see how they're doing, type of stuff, this type of stuff. So the answer is find, get information, but find somebody who knows what they're talking about. And, and do an assessment before you get you work with them and see what they really know and what they can really do. The assessment alone for me personally allows me to decide if I want to work with this business. It allows me to know if I can help this business and if so, where and how. But it also lets the prospect at that point know that I kind of know what I'm talking about, at least from the assessment standpoint. And then I you know, show them what to do with that. The other part to that is, is to fully understand your entire playing field. And most businesses don't. And stay in your lane. Most businesses, many business owners want to grow. 
but they don't want to delegate. They don't want employees and they don't, and they don't even want to contract out, you know, and get a VA or anything like that. And you're never ever going to grow unless you get to that point, even doing what I do as a sole proprietor, I still have contract. I, I have people build out certain things because many business strategists and people will tell you in many books, as a business owner, you have to be a salesperson. As a business owner, you have to know and understand marketing and do your marketing and all this. Listen, there's some truth to that. Like you have to know your book so you don't get taken by your bookkeeper and your accountant, but you shouldn't be doing the accountant and the bookkeeping. You should be reviewing it. You shouldn't be doing the sales and the marketing. You should have some input and some understanding, but you don't have time to do that kind of stuff if you're a chiropractor or if you're a bathroom remodeler. Right. You have to manage people and you have to actually do your craft. So if you want to grow, you absolutely have to start building a team. And in my mind, the best way to start doing that is to get a coach, get a consultant, get a mentor or somebody like that. Love it. That was good. You know, there's definitely some great insights there for, for uh, people and, um, you know, excited that you shared that because there was so much there. That's probably a whole nother show in and of itself, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So appreciate you sharing that. So as we uh, can, you know, start to wrap here, um, how do people find out more about you? Yeah. So one place, just go to allin.wallycarmichael.com. Mm-hmm. I'll have, you know, a uh, little bit more about me and more about what I do, but I'll have a couple of gifts there for your listeners uh, when they go there and check that out, stuff that they can actually use and implement um, specifically if they're business owners and entrepreneurs, regardless of where they're at on their journey. Right. Thank you. Well, I, I thank you for taking the time. I appreciate you being here. Um, and uh, I look forward to con- your continued success and, and connection, you know, reaching more people. Absolutely, man. My pleasure. Appreciate you having me on. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.